high school, I encountered my first situation where I had to choose whether to go along and be popular or to speak out, even though I risk alienating some of my friends. The social sorority to which I belonged had always used popularity as the only measure for inclusion. I took the risk of saying that it might be a good idea to look at grades and school activities and maybe work for a little diversity if we were really focused on service as much as prestige. I felt strongly about this, and it hurt when my friends turned against me. That evening, as I was crying in my room, Dad quietly told me to snap out of it. He asked me to choose whether I wanted to be a leader or a follower, pointing out that followers never got their feelings hurt, but leaders always do. He told me one of his corny jokes and made me laugh. That was the year Dad gave me John F. Kennedy's book, Profiles in Courage, for Christmas. Each year, Dad encouraged me to enter the American Legion speech contest at West Junior High School. Though I made the finals in 7th and 8th grade, I never won. The contest required memorization of the speech, no notes allowed. One of those years, I had the traumatic experience of forgetting my speech in front of the entire student body. Part of me wanted to sit out the competition in ninth grade, but a bigger part wanted to win. Dad and I talked about it and decided that my topic for this last try needed to be something I felt strongly about. I chose to give a speech about the Ku Klux Klan. He had me research the KKK, and we decided together that their offensive and repugnant oath would be a dramatic beginning to the speech. I can recall exactly how I felt standing alone at the podium, and I remember where Dad was sitting, and I can still feel the surge of adrenaline when as I opened with those sickening words of allegiance to racism, I felt the connection with the audience and the incredible high when the thunderous applause came at the end of the speech when I closed with the Pledge of Allegiance. Later, Mom told me that when they announced me the winner, Dad was crying. It was probably around that time that I started talking about being Missouri's first woman governor. If you wanted to predict where I might end up, There are some good clues in a series of episodes that took place during my junior and senior years at Hickman High School in Columbia, Missouri. I had been a cheerleader all through junior high and until my senior year at Hickman when they brought in professional judges to pick the team, and I didn't make it. It was as if the roof had fallen in on my life. My younger sister, Lisa, can still recall coming home and finding me sprawled across my bed, sobbing, mascara running down my face. What a comedown. What a catastrophe. To make up for losing my cheerleader spot, I launched a secret comeback by running for Hickman's homecoming queen. It was a stealth operation because nobody really campaigned for that honor. The football team chose the queen, usually the girlfriend of one of the team captains. I figured out that all the votes from the linemen and the second and third string players were being taken for granted and I methodically identified all those players and their girlfriends. Then I quietly began to reach out to them. I paid them special attention, did favors, arranged dates, and went out of my way to show I cared. I did it subtly and slowly for months. At first, the plan was all about me. But I came to learn that I really liked the people whose votes I was courting. They became my friends, and I started to believe that I was actually giving them some input into a process they never had before. The following winter, I wore the homecoming crown, and although I wanted others to believe I won because I was popular, in fact, I had carried out an effective political operation by identifying a constituency 
and working hard to gain its support. For years afterwards, I kept to myself what I had done, talking about it only with my closest friends. I'm still slightly embarrassed to admit that I campaigned for Homecoming Queen, but it's important for women to own being strategic. To this day, I remain friends with some of those linemen on that football squad. Losing my cheerleading spot helped me in the long run. The only salvation I could find at that time was when I became pep club president and, at my dad's urging, joined the competitive speech and debate squad. I had to learn how to speak on any topic I was given only moments before walking into the room for the tournament. It was a frightening thing to do, but I remember hitting my stride during the third contest and thinking, I can do this. That confidence has come in handy countless times in the courtroom, on the campaign trail, and on the floor of the U.S. Senate. I soon discovered that other students were warming up to me now that I had...